should USC practices be harder than the actual games they play in? And team chemistry is really underrated. How is this USC team's camaraderie? How's it developed so quickly with so many new faces? And I'm going to give you three not-so-bold predictions with USC now in their mock game week. Uh, preparation as they get ready for Rice in 10 days when you're listening and watching this show. That's what's coming up next on Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, fight on everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thanks for making Locked on USC your first listen. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, I know you know by now, but I'm going to remind you, we are free, and I do appreciate you coming along for the ride and helping the show grow. Um, the subscriber, My subscriber list is growing every single day, and I want you to be a part of it, so hit that subscribe button. Tell me what you like about the show. Tell me what you don't like about the show. Give me some feedback. Without you, I'm just talking to myself. So get involved. I, Herm Edwards, Arizona State's head coach, he once famously said, you play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You can go check out his, uh, his verbal tirade on YouTube. Check it out. Um, we'll, we'll check in with Herm Edwards later this year when USC and, and Arizona State get together for their game. But when Pete Carroll was coaching at USC, um, the players often said that their practices were actually tougher than the games that they played in during the season. And that's because each day practice was all about competition. Um, you know, every day seemed to have a theme. There was, you know, competition Tuesday, turnover Thursday, whatever, you know, idea Pete and his staff would come up with to keep the to keep the juices flowing, to keep things fresh, to keep the players' interest. Um, I mean, even when the during the season, um, when the team would go on their road trips, uh, the the linemen. Offensive, offensive linemen and defensive linemen would have a, a, a walk-through mock game where, and no running was allowed. So literally, you know, you'd have like, I, I remember, I think we were at the Nebraska away game in Lincoln. And uh, I'm trying to remember which offensive lineman caught the ball. Uh, it was a, like a 20-yard pass from a defensive lineman. Anyways, it's really funny watching a 300-pound lineman uh, do a Olympic fast quick walk down the field as opposed to trying to run. <laughs> it's a visual you have to see one time in your life. Uh, so, anyways, practices actually became more challenging um, when Pete Carroll was coaching at USC because the roster's talent level and the depth, you know, not just the first team, second team, it was three deep. You had you had those four and five stars at everyone's favorite players um, who wanted to impress the coaching staff enough uh, to play on Saturdays. So when they got their opportunities during the week to practice, um, 
you know, they were doing everything they could to impress the staff. And, uh, you know, even if they were forced to wait for their chance, um, you know, once opportunity knocked, you know, if it was due to injury or whatever, uh, those guys typically stepped in and were ready to play. And whatever Pete's formula that he had for practice, making it more difficult, more challenging, it worked. Um, you know, his formula consisted of, it, it literally, it produced what, three Heisman Trophy winners, uh, Carson Palmer, Matt Liner, and yes, Reggie Bush did win the Heisman. They have seven, not six. Don't let anybody tell you differently. Uh, it produced a couple of national championships doing it Pete's way. Uh, they actually were playing for three in a row. We know how that happened. Um, you know, there was a 34-game win streak involved during this uh, during that time by using Pete's formula of making practice hard. And by hard, we're talking about making it competitive. And he was able to do that with the media and the fans surrounding Howard Jones Field. Now, whether that had an effect on how the way the team performed on Saturdays, we don't know. Uh, what we do know is that it didn't hurt. So uh, there's my not-so-subtle comment on uh, the fans and the media's presence at practice. Nevertheless, um, Lincoln Riley is taking a page out of the history books. Um, after you know the team returned to practice on Tuesday in full pads, and uh, Lincoln was quoted as saying, if you play like you practice. A big thing we're pushing on the guys right now is that game week practices are not a, you know, save it up and gear it up for the game. We intend to practice out here, especially on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, the way we expect to play on Saturdays. Okay, well, uh, if that's not music to Trojan fans, you know, Trojan, <laughs> Trojan fans' ears, um, you're tone deaf. Because that's, you know, essentially how things were done when Pete Carroll was, was coaching. He made practices so difficult that when the game finally arrived on Saturdays, or in this case now, Thursdays and Fridays uh, included, uh, it was actually a relief to play the games. That At least that's how the players saw it. And, and Riley, you know, he, he kind of explained a little bit further um, that, you know, the team's results on game day will be a reflection uh, you know, how they practice during the week. Uh, this is not a conserve and survive and just make it to Saturday. We expect these practices to be intense, physical. Uh, we're going to push them mentally. And I thought they responded pretty good here on that first Tuesday. So, you know, everyone's saying, all right, well, what about all those injuries that, you know, uh, I've been, you know, I bring, I talk about, and you can read about on wersc.com. Um, that they've been dealing with all fall camp. Well, again, you know, the team was in full pads on Tuesday. You're probably watching and listening to this on Wednesday with your first listen at Locked on U excuse me, Locked on USC. Um, so on that note, you know, players sitting out dealing with injuries, um, 
you did have Damani Jackson, Joshua Jackson Jr., uh, Earl Barquette, and Solomon uh, Tulia Pupu, and Jason Rodriguez, new uh, new visitor to the island. He has a uh, a knee issue. Um, I've been told that it's not too serious; it won't require surgery, but he'll probably be uh, he'll probably be on the sidelines for a couple of weeks. Um, I'll keep you updated on that as the information flows. Um, uh, but on the injury front, you know, that is something that, that Riley Riley is going to have to balance out. He's going to want to make it physical and test everybody's mental, you know, you know, their mental toughness as well. Uh, I talked about that on a previous show. Um, so one of the players he said is, you know, on, on demonic, demonic Jackson's injury was that he didn't think it was too serious and that uh, he's just dealing with, it's, it's minor, he should be back in the next day or two, uh, but he's going to have to get to work so he can make an impact. Because he, um, Lincoln Riley expects to see Damani play every game this year. That's the plan. There's going to be no red shirt involved for this young man. Uh, on Tuesday was the first time we saw some scout work. Uh, the scout team doing uh, going up on offense, going up against the defense. So you had scout team offense going up against the uh, first team defense. At least that's what the press and the media was able to see before they were ejected from practice. Uh, it's all Riley said it's always been uh, a little bit different when you're going when you're doing a lot of one on ones and and good on good in fall camp. So good on good, you know, first first string guys going against first string guys during the one on ones. Uh, you start to transition to learning to practice against the scout teams and learning to see different looks. So we're a little bit into that transition right now. Um, as far as uh, Riley's reviews from Monday's practice, where the media wasn't there, uh, he said it's been a pretty positive start to the week. There's some things that uh, that weren't as happy, that they weren't happy about uh, on Monday. Uh, that they need to do better, and he thought, but he did think that the energy level um, was great. So you're never going to fault the guys for trying hard, but he is going to pick at those uh, areas and remind the guys where they need to get better. That's what the coaches are for. Uh, so remember uh, when I brought up I, on the last episode, actually, uh, that the staff knows who and um, who they want to play after practice on Tuesday um, wide receivers coach assistant head coach Dennis Simmons pretty echoed the same narrative that Lincoln Riley spoke about on Saturday Um, Dennis Simmons said we've got the guys that are competing now if we play tomorrow how would I split the rep distribution up right now question mark I don't know that I would be I don't know that it would be half and half I've got a handful of guys that have earned the right to be able to go out on the field on Saturday. So that's uh, that's a little bit of where that's at. Um, it's a little bit, you know, I guess we can call it a little bit of a sobering reality when you have the assistant head coach echoing the same comment that the head coach is talking about, and you're starting now to see it with mock, in, in mock game week. You're Scout team guys have been separated from the uh, depth, 
the first, second, and third team rotation. So things are getting serious. And another thing to get serious about, drinking and driving. Drive sober or get pulled over. You know how you're hanging out with some friends and you're putting back a few drinks? A few comes too many and as this evening comes as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out you think of calling for a ride and you say nah you live nearby you can make it home okay it's no big deal trust me it is what are the odds you're going pulled over anyway and even so what's the worst that could happen your insurance goes up you lose your license you lose your job you total your car you kill someone Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. It's that simple. So uh, before we get started on this next segment, I want to remind everybody about the uh, Flex Ultimate College Football Previews that you can find on YouTube. But I also need to remind everybody to uh, thanks for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Because the Ultimate College Football Preview is here. It's a seven-episode preview with your college experts, that's me, your local team experts, that's definitely me, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. That's uh, that's not really me. Those are different people. It's everything you need to be ready for uh, for the college football season in one spot. Search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So Travis Dye uh, used to run all over USC uh, when he was with the Oregon Ducks. Travis has used Stepping Stone University. I used what I like to call the Oregon Ducks uh, to send one. He's going to spend one final year at USC. And he did that after having the chance to meet and speak with Lincoln Riley. He knew it was the right decision to make. Um, I know that Travis is going to be a fan favorite for USC for this year. I know when he was wearing those other colors, um, he got the best of USC fans. Well, um, Travis has already become one of my favorite players uh, just from a, just from the way he carries himself. He's very confident. Um, One of the first and probably the best quotes that we've had so far, and this happened back during spring camp. Uh, It came from Travis. Uh, He's known as a trash talker. So when I asked him about that, he said, and I quote, sometimes you just got to let them know they suck. And what he was talking about was motivating his new teammates. Um, you know, if, if Travis didn't think that you were doing as well as you could or should be, uh, he was going to let you know about it. And you want those types of players on your team. 
that's how you develop team chemistry, the camaraderie. When you know that someone is going to hold you to the same accountability that they hold themselves, you need those types of leaders. As a former high school coach, um, I respected those types of players who weren't afraid to speak up, to be that, to be the coach on the field, on the court, for in, in my case, uh, I'm a high school basketball coach, to, to, to always keep reminding their teammates, hey, this is how we want to do it. Um, so, again, I, I mentioned he's a type of personality that helps develop uh, the camaraderie on this team, and he's been able to help do it quickly. And for Travis Dye, it, he, he's noticed it as well. Um, he said, quote, uh, yeah, I, would, I, I guess it would be like with any team uh, about, and he was talking about how you develop um, team chemistry and camaraderie. Uh, I guess it would be like it is with any team. It's about the workouts and everything you do with football. Because, you know, this stuff, it's hard. It's not easy. So you grow together with the guys. But, you know, there's something different about this team. He's talking about USC. This group of guys. This group of guys has, uh, has grew together much quicker and so much better than any group I've ever been a part of, end quote. Um, you know, these guys, he says, his teammates, they brought me in. I was one of them. Uh, he, they made me feel one of them so quick. I couldn't even process uh, I couldn't even really process it, really. I feel like I've been here for five years, and I just got here, what, this past February or whenever it was, end quote. And Lincoln Riley essentially said the same thing um, after practice Tuesday um, regarding, the, uh, you know, the, the team's camaraderie and development. So it seems like everybody's on the same page seeing the same thing, which is, you know, that's what you want. <laughs> uh, Travis also gave his impression of the offense and its tempo, um, and it received some really high marks from Travis uh, after you know after fall camp, and where it started from spring. He said it's just moving down the field with ease right now, um, and he was kind of like boom, 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 boom. He said the tempo was really up. So while that's really good news that he's doing that the USC offense is able to do that. Let's hope that the offense is going to be able to do that, do it the same way, with the same type of ease and the same tempo against a different defense uh, when the season really starts. Uh, we also uh, got some, uh, we got his thoughts on Rayleigh Brown. And uh, he was really impressed with the young man so far from what he's seen. Quote, oh, everything, catching, running, his style, the way he runs, end quote. So um, I know Eric McKinney said, might as well uh, start buying stock now. He predicts that Ray Lake will score two touchdowns against Rice. On that note, 
I'm going to give you my three not-so-bold predictions for Game 1 against Rice uh, before we get out of here on this episode of Locked on USC. So, now, unless, and this is all, you know, dependent on injuries changing the game plan. So, unless injuries pop up, these are my first three not-so-bold predictions. Uh, for USC versus Rice in 10 days. Wow, season is getting here quickly. All right, your starting defensive line will be Tuli, Tuia Pelotu, no surprise. I said these weren't bold. Stanley Taufo and Dejon Benton. So, look. You've been here. The practice reports have been saying Dejon Benton, Dejon Benton, Dejon Benton has been running first team defense. I, I think at this point it would be a surprise if he is not the opening day starter on that defensive line. Not so bold prediction number two. Miller Moss will play the whole fourth quarter. And if not the entire fourth quarter, uh, the very next offensive series after Caleb Williams finishes his uh, his last series of the fourth quarter. And I'm saying that because USC had better be up by at least four touchdowns, if not more. And if they are, there's no reason to keep Caleb in there. Um, but, you know, let's not... Any extra time you're on the field, every single repetition you take during a game, you're opening yourself up to to a hit and to getting hurt. There's no need. If USC is dominating Rice they, the way they should be, the way everybody anticipates they should be, uh, all the backups should be playing in the fourth quarter, not just Miller Moss. Um, this is how you develop the team. The backups, maybe even some of the guys on the scout team start to see uh, their way on the field, especially if they're fighting as hard uh, as they are during practice and catching the coach's eyes. That's what the fourth quarter should be for USC in 2022. It should be about the backups. It should be about developing for the future. That's something we weren't able to see a lot of these last few years. That should change going forward. Uh, bold, not so bold prediction number three. It's a it's a three-player prediction. These are all player predictions, I guess, but on this one, I'm cheating. Corey Foreman, Sierra Wright, and Lake McCree will start at their uh, respective positions. Rush end, cornerback, and H-back slash tight end. So you're saying, dude, Mark, how can you go there? Especially with Corey Foreman. The guy has barely practiced. Well, he was back at it, full pads, going hard. And from what I understand, he had a really good Tuesday practice, according to reports. So um, we know that they want to get Corey ramped up as quickly as possible, get him in there uh, so he can start meeting everybody's, uh, not everybody else, his, Corey's, Corey Foreman's own expectations. Uh, he wants to be 
you know, that number one defensive player that that everybody tabbed him to be. So uh, as long as he maintains good practices, stays healthy, stays on the field, and Romello Height keeps wearing that yellow practice jersey, you know what? Uh, they might not have any other choice but to, to let Corey start. And Lake McCree... Uh, you know, look, we we know the tight end situation is, is they've been battling injuries all fall. Uh, we know that Jude Wolf uh, will probably hopefully be back in October, and Josh Follow is trying to get healthy, and Ethan Ray is trying to get healthy. So Lake McCree is the future. He's young. He's been opening eyes. Lincoln Riley had some nice comments about him after practice. So I'm going to go ahead and throw him out there. Um, again, he's one of those really tough guys, not afraid to go over the middle. And then Sia Wright, again, you know, he's been running first team cornerback all fall, uh, opposite, uh, Mackay Blackman. So again, same with Benton at this point, I think it would be a surprise, um, if Sia Wright and Dejon Benton were not starting game one against Rice. All right. So. We will be back again with another episode because you get locked on USC five days a week. Make sure you're listening, watching your first first thing you do. And then when you're done, you're going to head on over to WeRSC.com and you're going to fill in the gaps with everything that I can't give you in 30 minutes or less. And then when you're done with WeRSC.com, which by the way, they've got a, uh, for, for one week, you can check out all their VIP stuff for free. Then head on over to uh, the Lockdown Network and check on the Lockdown Pac-12 with your host, Spencer McLaughlin. You can get all your uh, Pac-12 news and information in 30 minutes or less. And USC will be joining the Big Ten Big Conference in a couple of years. Your host over there, Lockdown Big Ten, is Nate Dickinson. Until tomorrow, everyone, fight on, and we will see you first thing, sorry about that, on Lockdown USC.